Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, get set. Let's go. This is the Kolb Strong Power Podcast with your host, Jimmy Kolb. It is my pleasure to share my knowledge here with you on all things powerlifting, equipped lifting, and competing. Each week, I'll be answering your questions, sharing my training tips, with heavy emphasis on bench pressing. We got episode 13 coming at you today. I am so glad to be here. I am glad you are all tuning in. The fact that all you are listening is what makes this podcast so worth doing. I hope you are enjoying it. Today's topic is titled, The Weirder the Better. Now, don't get it twisted, ladies and gents. We are still talking about powerlifting and bench pressing. It is not actually going to get weird. But this is something that I say a lot in the gym. My training partners can vouch for this. I use this phrase a lot. And it has to do with the way you train. There's There seems to be a trend these days. And it's doing the same thing over and over and over. I see it all the time and it's so sad to me. It shouldn't bother me, but it does. When I see somebody doing the same weight, same movements over and over and over for weeks on end, months on end with almost no progress. Now, I am of course just going to go ahead and come out and say it. The athletes that train SBD style, doing SBD 3 to 4 days a week, ladies and gentlemen, I am sorry. This is no way to train, seriously. This is no way to train for actual strength. If you're talking maintenance, absolutely. It's better than sitting on the couch and doing absolutely nothing. But if you want to progress, if you want to see some beeps in that heart monitor that are actually going somewhere, not just flatlining and getting no progress, you have to keep things different. You have to make things weird. Now, if an athlete is very adamant about training SBD style, that's where you train squat, bench, and deadlift all in the same workout, then at a minimum, I would suggest to that athlete to at least throw variations in there. Don't just straight barbell squat, straight barbell bench, and straight barbell deadlift. If you throw in some cambered bar squats or buffalo bar or board presses, something to change it up, then that's um, at a minimum, that's okay. But at the same time, it's you're still performing the same order of movements in a, in a workout, and I feel like that could lead to some regression, or at, at least just going not as far as you could if you were training things like having one specific day for bench, one specific day for squat or deadlift training. So when I say keep things weird, what I'm actually trying to say is keep things different. Never know what you're doing until you get there. When I'm coaching some athletes, they don't know what kind of workout they're going to do until they get there that day. Uh, This way, your body never knows what to expect, and that's the name of the game. We all watch the documentary, right, with Louis Simmons and the West Side Barbell, The Law of Accommodation. If you fall under the law of accommodation, that means you've been doing the same thing for, for too long, that now your body knows what's coming, it's not going to progress. You have to change things up and trick your body into growing or getting stronger. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger said something similar where he was talking about, you know, your, your body is smart and you have to trick it. You have to trick your muscles by shocking them with new movements that they've never done before in order for them to progress as an athlete. 
Now, your competition style lifts, your competition uh, bench with a certain grip, you, the way you set up in the squat with your stance and the bar placement, how you deadlift conventional or sumo or a hybrid between the two, those should be the most efficient way possible for your body type to lift the maximum amount of weight. Mechanically efficient. Now remember that, mechanical efficiency. I'm going to come back to this often. Mechanically efficient lifts are the way you can lift the most weight. But mechanically efficient lifts are not always the best to develop the most strength. And if you do, and essentially you're doing the movement in the easiest way possible. If you're a sumo deadlifter, you're built to sumo deadlift. You know, you don't want to come into the competition and pull with a lift that you are not built to do. Say if if you suck at conventional. Um... You're doing the lift in the most efficient way possible, and that's great. But now, for developing strength and progressing in your lifts is when you, you need, during your training, this is where you need to make things difficult. And this is one of the things I am most adamant about in the sport when I'm passing information along to my athletes or my training partners or anybody who's asking questions. When you are training... That is where you need to do the things that are difficult and hard for you to do. If you do, say, pull sumo, you're a sumo deadlifter by nature. You were you came out of the womb ready to sumo deadlift. That is what you were built to do. But your, your conventional suffers. If you have a 200-pound difference between the two lifts, for easy reference number, you have a very obvious weakness somewhere that needs to be addressed. Same thing on bench, same thing for the squat. If you are weak at one movement or the other, that is probably the movement that you need to be doing the most often. Performing your competition style lifts in the gym is probably the way you're going to be able to lift the most weight. And that's appealing to a lot of people. They want to come in and hit the biggest numbers all the time. And that's great. But if that's all you do, you're not going to progress Forward, I would rather see an athlete come in and train the lift that they are the absolute worst at, that they say suck at the most. That is the weirdest movement they can do for their body. So for bench pressing, if someone uses a wide grip, I'm talking uh, trigger fingers on the rings with a huge arch, and that is their competition style lift. Mechanically efficient, short distance, and what have you. That's fantastic. But to see the athlete train that grip all the time, workout after workout, they're, they're going to eventually hit a plateau and they're going to get frustrated and not know why they're not progressing. Biz, biggest suggestion I can make is to change what you're doing. I had an athlete come to me, uh, this is months and months ago at a different gym, and he said he'd been stuck at a 350 bench. He was stuck at 350 for a year and a half. And I about hit the floor. I said, oh my good God. So I asked him some questions and I watched him bench that day. He did, it was a very exaggerated USAPL type, huge arch, wide, wide grip, no tucking in the elbows, all chest. And I was like, okay. My only question was, well, how often do you close grip bench? I'm talking, when I say close grip, I don't mean bringing it in two finger widths. I'm talking like, Trigger fingers on the smooth, where the smooth meets the knurling. That's a close grip to me, by definition, right? Or opinion, if you will. I asked him that. How often do you close grip bench? He goes, never. I said, hmm, okay, well, there, there's a problem right there. 
I said, how often do you floor press? How often do you use accommodating resistance? How often do you use boards? Never, never, never. And I was like, well, I see some issues here. We walked over to the incline bench. I threw the kid on there. I said, okay, I want you to max out incline bench with a close grip. He could not bench 185. He got stapled with, he barely got one plate. He did 155 and he got stapled with 185. I said, well, my friend, you have a very, very obvious weakness that you need to address. If You, you, you shouldn't be getting stapled with 185 on incline with a close grip, benching 350. Uh, he didn't like what I was telling him, so he walked away and we never spoke again, but, uh, you know, to each their own. So you need to be honest with yourself. What are you not good at? What is the most difficult movement for you to do? Is it a close grip incline? Is it reverse grip bench? Is it a certain board height with a certain grip? Is it the floor press? You have to look at what you are not good at, or I'll just say, know what you suck at, and you have to do that the most. It's probably a very mechanically inefficient movement. And that's, in reality, that is what's going to build your strength and your musculature, the inefficient movements. Look at how the bodybuilders squat, very narrow stance, high bar position, and sometimes you see the plate underneath the heels. You wouldn't squat like that as a powerlifter in a competition. It's very, very difficult, but they do this because they are recruiting the most muscle fibers, as powerlifters with the wide squats and the shins that are vertical, mechanically, you're not using as much muscle fiber, say, as the bodybuilder is, but you're able to lift more weight because you have that leverage and that mechanical advantage. The gym is where the work happens. It is training. It is meant to be difficult. It is meant to be hard. It is meant to push you. That is how you have to train. If you do things that are easy all the time because you can lift the most weight and maybe you have a little bit of an ego with it, I don't know, you're, you're, you're eventually going to flatline on that, on that monitor. You have to do the things that stress your body, that are difficult for you to do, that challenge you at all times. If you don't do that, you are not going to progress. And that's not to say to never train your competition lift in the gym. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I train my competition bench on Saturdays quite often with my gear. But then again, with gear, you have to practice it all the time. That's a little bit different. But your accessory movements, your days where you're not in your gear, need to be done with rotational max effort movements that challenge your body in different ways. When you get to the competition, that's where it's supposed to be, in a sense, easy. You're doing the maximum uh, ef maximum efficiency uh, movements with the maximum leverages for your body type. Yes, you don't, you, you don't want to not push yourself, you know, make it actually easy. You want to go for the big lifts because that's where it matters. You can do whatever you want in the gym. It doesn't count for anything. You got to get on the platform and get successful lifts. But when you're there, you want to lift in a manner that is the easiest for your body to lift the maximum amount of weight. That's the point. So when you're training, you have to do things strange, right? The whole the title of the episode, the weirder the better. Even after 16 years of lifting, I started when I was 14, I'll be 30 in a couple of months. Even after all this time, I'm still trying to find things that challenge me as an individual. I do the weirdest shit. I walk into the gym. I look around. I don't, know, I don't even know what I'm doing that day till I walk in. If it's a bench day on Saturday in my gear, I have a good general idea of what I'm going to do. 
when I'm coming in to bench on an accessory day, a max effort not sure today, I have no idea what I'm doing till I get there. I'll walk into the gym, I'll set my stuff down, I'll look around first, see what's available or open if it's really busy. Let me see, I'll look over here. Well, why don't I try a bench with that weird looking bar over there? Maybe add some hanging shit from it. Maybe reverse bands, maybe I'll do it on the floor. Whatever. As long as it's different and I'm going to be challenged, that's a that's a green flag for me. That's a sign that this is going to suck, this is going to be hard, but that's the point. That's where I'm going to get the most strength gain. So please, by all means, practice your competition style lifts. You have to practice them. Absolutely. Muscle memory. When you get to the competition, you know what you're doing. But at the same time, you need to do things that are strange and weird and difficult for you. That is where you're going to find the most progress. I promise you, you have to trick the body because the body is smart. It knows what you're doing to it. If you don't, if you don't throw curveballs at it, it's not going to progress. It's going to look down at its own little watch and say, when is the time to go home? All right, so that is all I have for you on today's topic. It was very extensive, but it's something I'm very adamant about with my training. That's where I have found, personally, a lot of success in my career. I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Please subscribe to this channel if you have any questions you want answered in the future. Check out the show notes, hit the link, and drop your questions. I am on Instagram. Go give me a follow. It's at Colbstrong. I also have the Colbstrong Power Community hosted through Patreon. Go check that out. Got a lot more uh, information for me per month. That's seven days a week. I am putting out a lot more valuable information. And as always, you know this is coming. I want you to have a fantastic day.